Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, anime, TV shows, more. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. We're back! <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Has it not? I can't, when was the last time we did an anime episode? We talked about Akira, and was that two months ago? Let me check. I'm literally about to open up our Podbean, because... Like, it feels like it hasn't it has been long but it also feels like it hasn't been that long because time passes very weirdly for me right now yeah. <laughs> oh it was suzume yeah suzume oh. was the last thing we did and that was in may 23rd 2023 okay yeah it was in that's may. not that bad because it was probably the end yeah. of the month right yeah the 15th okay so yeah that's not that that's not too bad you know and we're hitting you guys in the beginning of july so y'all haven't been waiting that long for the people who watch <laughs> for the anime episodes or listen for the yeah. anime episodes yeah, I'm, that's actually pretty good. I'm proud of us. It's only been like a month <laughs> missed. Um, yay. Awesome. So how are you doing, Corey? How's it going? Pretty good. I was kind of in an anime burnout for like a couple months there, but then I had some cousins over like spending the night for the 4th, um, not to actually celebrate the 4th, just because, you know, black people don't need an excuse to <laughs> gather as a, a family. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we ended up watching, um, what did we watch? We finished an anime. I don't remember the name. Oh, I watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I think that's what it's called. Thought it was really good. And then I started watching the Trigun remake. That's also oh, pretty good. Cool. I'm not done with it yet, though. Um, But maybe I'll do the episode on that when I'm done with it, because it's actually very good. And then I started playing Final Fantasy 16. So I've been very busy. Ooh, <laughs> how is it? It's very fun. Very fun so far. And the main character is very attractive. So that's, all, that's always great that's very important yeah. <laughs> Listen, one thing about square enix they're gonna give you some eye candy yeah. some boy band adjacent looking right characters. how was about you 14 wait was that 14 the one that people were calling the the boy band uh uh 15 15, 15. Yeah, so the yeah. one right before this one because they had like gotcha. It was like four guys. Main character looked kind of like Sasuke. Then there was a blonde one. And then there was one mm-hmm. with glasses. And then there was a big buff one. So they're definitely giving boy band. Yeah, it was it was very wonderful. <laughs> uh, but that's that's cool. It, um, did Final Fantasy 16 just come out? Yeah, it literally just came out like maybe two weeks ago. Apparently some people have already finished the game. I don't know how they have. It's, it's Also, people... I don't know what's with people in like rushing the complete games because I remember when Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom came out. There were people who finished it like a week later, and I was like, "How do you have time?" Right? What do you mean like, you finish you, the game? <laughs> that's crazy because like those games are massive too. Final Fantasy sixteen is an open world, or am I wrong? RPG? Yeah, I think it's semi open world. So far, I haven't gotten to the real open world part though. But there's like a big map, so I'm assuming it's like semi open world. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know how people are able to do that unless they take several days off work, which I'm like, not that's crazy. Um, but yeah. Um, but no, I agree with you on the anime burnout thing. Uh, I was kind of like, simultaneously, like trying to find an anime I wanted to watch. And then mm-hmm. at the same time being like, I don't want to watch any of this. So um, but I did finish Demon Slayer season three. We're in season three now. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't watched I, it. Oh, it's good. It's good. I can't lie. <laughs> like Ufotable kind of was dropping the ball in the first couple episodes. I was like, it's kind of slow, but it picked up by the end. And they, whew, that last episode was kind of bananas. Like it kind of, they kind of did something. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like it was worth it for that last episode. 
Um, very excited to see where season four goes. Uh, they say the next uh, arc is very good, so I'm excited. Um, is it? I feel like I wonder how long the Demon Slayer anime will be because I know the manga is not that long, and mm. so depending on where they ended off in this season, they we might only have like three three seasons left or something like that. Okay, cool. I'm actually kind of happy with that. Like. Not a fan of how Mappa's dragging out Attack on Titan, so I'm very happy with like letting <laughs> it in in the final season, part five, <laughs> part two of the final. Wait, what did they do recently? Didn't they put like a movie of like yeah, or, like an extended version of like the last episode, the quote unquote last episode of like the fifth part or something like that? <laughs> yeah, it's giving Kingdom Hearts final <laughs> Kingdom Hearts remix recoded re. It's like please oh, just <laughs> dream give me the pop next distance reboot. <laughs> exactly literally so i'm like i'm very happy if if it's like a five season show or a six season show and they just end it that would be wonderful yeah um, i don't think dragging it out is the way um but yeah so i'm excited to find another anime to watch because demon slayer kind of got me back in but speaking of anime it's a perfect segue into talking about the movie we chose today so yes Today, we're going to be talking about the 2003 Satoshi Kon film called Tokyo Godfathers. Woo! Um, <laughs> so, before I start talking about this, I had a train of thought I wanted to say, but I can't remember. Whoa, I was lost it about my train Satoshi of thought. Kong? I think it was about anime films. Oh, I remember um, I was going to mention this about how, like, on the group chat, I was like, Corey, do you want to watch? this anime film called raw what's it called oh general the wolf brigade and you were like please no (laughs) No, because i remember i watched that movie with my brother a few years ago and it's another like war like depressing movie they even remade it in korean too like a live action really a few years ago yeah but it's one of them old classics that's like hella depressing like very depressing i was like nah (laughs) i had enough of that for the moment then yeah so i mean one day i'm probably gonna watch it myself but i thank you for giving me the warning um <laughs> to know that like i have to bring my tissues but we chose we picked between jinro and to tokyo godfathers and we picked tokyo godfathers because neither of us have seen it um before right um have you yeah. uh, seen it i before? never even heard of this movie and oh, i didn't cool. know it was a satoshi Kon movie until you mentioned it before we started recording got you so you had never heard about this movie even in passing or like mm-hmm. have you Oh, okay so this so me bringing it up was the first time that you'd heard of it yeah exactly like the first okay, time i cool. even like heard like anything about it got you okay cool so i am going to go into like we usually do some notes just like backstory and then we'll mostly just talk about what we thought how we felt not going to give a real review review just more like basic thoughts y'all know how this goes so it was released in 2003 i assume it was filmed from 2001 to 2 but they didn't give me production years or I'm lying. Let me see. Said production. Yeah, they don't give me any year on Wikipedia. And I know Wikipedia is not the best source, but usually they'll give you production years. But I will assume 2001 to 2002. Um, it is a, called a tragic comedy. And I've never seen that word before, but apparently it is a um, tragic comedy means like it, it's a literary genre that blends tragic tragedy and comedy. I guess that would be considered Shakespeare or like the Greek, the Greek plays of like really funny things happening while really terrible things are happening at the same time. 
Mm. Um, and but I've just never seen like an anime film being categorized as that, so it's very fascinating. Um, it I is. Know, I have seen movies that are similar to this, and I think I actually that might be one of my favorite genres. And if this is an actual genre, like tragic comedy. Hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I. I kind of like it, but I'm not like the biggest biggest fan. I wasn't expecting the humor in this mm-hmm. movie, but we'll talk about that later. Um, it was written and directed by Satoshi Khan. Uh, if y'all don't know, Satoshi Khan is a legendary um, anime film director and writer. Um, he uh, unfortunately passed away in 2010, but he had many iconic films under his belt, like um, Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, Paprika, and Tokyo watch Godfathers Paprika, was... Please. I know, I need to see that. It's on my watch list. Like, I've literally seen the other <laughs> movies, but I've not seen this one, uh, Paprika. So that's next on my list. Um, yeah, a lot of his films are incredibly influential, not just in the anime world, but many Caucasian directors have been blatantly ripping off his stuff over the past 15 years, but that's neither here nor <laughs> <Inception>. there. <laughs> right? Like, if you're going to steal, at least credit him. At least give him credit. Like, that's the least you can do. Um, then um, uh, Tokyo Godfathers was his second to last film he wrote and directed. Um it was distributed. Oh, the budget was 2.4 million, but unfortunately, the box office they only got 800,000. Um, kind of a theme with his films, very much giving arts and not the charts. Um, like he, a lot of his movies didn't make a lot of money. I don't think any of his films made money. I'm gonna just Damn. do a quick, yeah, because I think they, yeah, I think they all lost money. Perfect Blue lost a hundred thousand dollars. Um, Millennium Actress lost, gosh over a million dollars um a movie he did called memories doesn't have a box office number and paprika lost no paprika made oh it lost two million dollars Woof. what um that's yeah, so every- shocking because he's so like loved in like the film space but i guess he has like a cult following then yeah in, uh, yeah I definitely think I agree with you 100%. I think he's more of like a cult director more than anything and that his films have like aged way better and gotten a really big fandom. So it might have by now, these movies may have made their box office back in DVD VHS sales, but all of them, according to the numbers, did not make money. Um, It's unfortunate, but like I said, arts and not the charts. Um, So uh, it was distributed by Sony Entertainment Pictures Japan. I think Madhouse as well. Yeah, Madhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are correct. Um, And then also this, um, I posted a link to like homelessness in Japan. And interestingly, I was going to bring this up later, but I'll bring it up now. Um, The, well, no, I'll come back to that because I don't want to go on a discussion (laughs) when we're not even Mm -hmm. done yet. Okay. Um. So the quick plot summary is it's about three characters, three homeless, uh, unhoused individuals, or I might use homeless and unhoused interchangeably, but I will try to remember unhoused is more like, I believe that's the term that people are more comfortable using today or encouraging Mm -hmm. people to use. So Mm -hmm. there are about three unhoused um, individuals in Japan um, on Christmas Eve. Um, Eve, Hana, and Jen are rummaging through heaps of trash. Um as they're trying to find, you know, food and they stumble upon an abandoned baby on a cold winter night. Um, they decide to keep the baby and then several plans are, they try to keep the baby. And then as a result, they want to find her birth parents. 
um, the, the baby's birth parents. And so they are thrown into a complete, what do you want to call it? They're calling to, they are thrown into many chaotic events and a series of unprecedented events as a result. Um, that's just a quick plot summary. We will get more into detail later, but um, yeah. So like I was trying to mention before, I brought this Wikipedia article about homelessness in Japan and I, this might be the first time I've ever seen a film centered around the unhoused in anime. Yeah, and then also it was unhoused from a very like I don't know how to uh, unhoused a viewing of un- unhoused people through a lens of sympathy. Like yeah. usually when you see movies like especially from like back then about unhoused individuals, it's kind of like a mockery and making fun of them. But this movie was kind of like taking subtle jabs about how people in japan viewed unhoused people and i was yeah. like whoa this is very like he was ahead of his time <laughs> right Satoshi Khan. yeah and it's definitely about humanizing those who are you know unhoused slash homeless like we don't i think the commentary is that <clears throat> this demographic of people end up losing their humanity when and because they're seen as an inconvenience to others because they no longer have homes or they no longer fit the standard, you know? And so the, we show the film shows how they're treated by others. Um, and, but and it like gives only, them their humanity like, back yeah. by telling their stories, you know? Mm-hmm. And then not only were like, not only did what we just mentioned happen, but also there was a main character that was queer and potentially a transgender woman, like depending on the, Neil was telling me earlier, like depending on the sources, it might say the the character is like a cross-dresser but when you're watching the movie the character refers to themselves as she and states that they want to be a mother so uh, it's like like I'm pretty certain it's supposed to be a transgender woman so that was also like wow like this movie came out in 2003 like that's very progressive oh yeah incredibly progressive especially since like this is off the hill the 90s like you can honestly say the script might have been written in 99 2000 Mm -hmm. which is like definitely way forward thinking um and so i think this is definitely a film that's going to ta- like it tackles way more than you expect it to um and so the reason why i brought that up is that there i was so curious because in japan you never hear about like the unhoused ever like i yeah, never see articles about yeah oh my god yeah and then you always hear and this is part of like the how do i put it when you're into anime there's a section of anime fans that and especially the white ones that love to paint Japan as like thing great, like utopia. Yay. Yeah, like this is a heaven on earth type place. When in reality, like Japan is another country, just like every other country. So yeah. there's going to be good things and bad things, but they romanticize that idea of Japan. So I was like, I don't know anything about like what the homeless population, the unhoused population in Japan is like. And so I, from the article, it shows like this was a problem the year this movie came out it was the highest on when they were counting um, the number of unhoused people per census, I believe yeah. it was 25,000, which was like the highest um, in a, for the records that they had. And I was like, Whoa. Um, so the timing that couldn't have been a coincidence um, that this movie was made at a time when the unhoused crisis was at its highest. Like now um, it's down to, according to 2021, 3000, unhoused individuals but 25 in 2003 and then 24 
thousand and two thousand one. Like those are for a country. I bet that's like a lot. Like I mean, I guess and if you have American lens like eyes on this, you think, well, there's millions in America. Well, we have a terrible <laughs> government. <laughs> like it's a. And I'm not saying the Japanese government is good, but I'm saying like to see. Um, it's not about comparing the numbers. It's just like there's a that peak in 2003 and there I definitely believe there's a correlation between like why this movie was made and this spike in um unhoused individuals um so yeah like I think the timing is definitely something that is important to mention um I couldn't really find out what exactly happened to make um certain like housing crises or un- individuals go through such struggles because yeah, I was about 19, to ask you why the numbers spike so much. I really have no idea. Like I know after war and stuff, that's always a crisis. But this is ninety nine. Um, up until like two thousand seven, I know what what they the government initiated a. Let me see. Um, it said due to bureaucratic obstacles, it was quite hard for a homeless person to obtain welfare benefits that they might have been eligible to receive. But in August 2002, the special act in regards to supporting autonomy of the homeless population was enacted to reduce obstacles for homeless people to get support. But I do not know what caused the rise. Um, I would love if anybody in the comments or anybody can message us and Let tell me. us what was going on I feel because like it were, there, there had to be some kind of economic crash let me look this up oh yeah that's what the reason why hold on there the lost decade uh was a period of economic stagnation asset price bubble collapse started in late 1991 mm. let me, oh okay so from 1991 to 2003, the Japanese economy, as measured by their GDP, only grew 1.14% annually. Mm, interesting. And debt levels also continued to rise due to this time and ultimately resulted in a great recession in 2008. Mm. Okay, gotcha. so I feel like it had to do something. It's something to do with that, like for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I feel like it probably was economic rela- related. Um, well, obviously, but I think it probably had to do something with like a crash or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess we can just get into these questions. Um, we already asked, have you heard of the movie? Have you watched other Sakoshi Khan films before? Yeah, I've seen Perfect Blue. I've also seen Paprika like several times. Let me look up his movies. I know I've seen like a good handful of his movie because I movies because I really started to like him um, over the pandemic when I started getting into more anime films. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. So, like his Perfect films, Blue, Paprika. Are, yeah. I've seen Millennium Actress. Uh, I think that might be it. This movie as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to put suggestion to do memories because I was like, I've seen this movie's, the, the picture, what do you call it? The theatrical poster so many times. And I was like, should I watch this? But yeah. um, I might do that next. But um, yeah, I think I've seen everything you've seen besides Paprika. I've seen Millennium Actress and I've seen Perfect Blue and now I've seen Tokyo Godfathers. And Memories is on my list. Um, he directed the 1994 miniseries for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, wow. And then, 
oh that's so that <laughs> not him doing oh he's a storyboard artist for three episodes i think mm-hmm. and a key animator oh that's wild um yeah he never really did a lot of series um definitely was in the film but yes uh, same for me i was just like seeing those besides paprika and i will definitely watch that next um what did you think about this movie like what are your thoughts about it uh were you what were you expecting going into this so i've been doing this thing lately where i just watch movies i've been doing this for like the past year i'll just watch movies without looking at a synopsis at all i'll just watch it and so i saw the cover of this movie and i thought it was gonna be like a heartwarming christmas story and it was but was not expecting the uh critique of the japanese society and how they view houselessness and then like seeing like a queer character as like one of the main characters and then also the whole the aspects of their the way they were like looking at mental health in like this movie as well and like gambling mm-hmm. addiction and all this other stuff like i wasn't expecting all that other stuff in between like i got yeah. the general gist of the movie i got that right as far as my expectations but everything else in between was not expecting to see it yeah yeah um i agree i also wasn't expecting i i I don't know what i expected i guess i was expecting this to be similar to his other films in the way it was filmed like this might be his most linear movie and i don't mean linear in a bad way it's not like a psychological thriller yeah like i remember in high school trying to watch perfect blue and being like I'm I'm lost <laughs> but like a good loss like I but that was his intention like he wanted you to be he wanted your perception to be distorted so you don't know where you are in time and space and stuff but with this I was expecting that kind of confusion I didn't expect to be able to f- stick with the story as clearly as I did like even though the, towards the end I was very I would there are moments where I'm like did that actually like how did that happen like there were some definitely some confusion moments for me like mm-hmm. you know when that scene of the ambulance that like spoilers <clears throat> the scene where the ambulance drove into the the, the convenience store yeah and i was like yeah. like what is happening and then that when when um hana has the baby more spoilers <laughs> when <clears throat> hana has the baby in her arms and is like falling from that 10-story building at the right at the end i was like there's no way this is really like able, like she's able to fall with the child in her arms and like l- happily land on her two feet. Like that's, I was like, okay, suspension of disbelief a little bit, or is that supposed to yeah, be a I metaphor or for me, that was like the Christmas spirit came in and saved her. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the wind started <laughs> no, you're right. really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say it is the, his most positive film. Yeah. Well, as the definitely. one I've seen, like, and it's crazy. Cause it's about like the unhoused and it's about like, really hard times and I have questions I did not understand the okay the girl what's her name forgot her name the the young Uh, girl in the group I know who you're talking about yeah did she what did she do like I was confused at her flashback like I don't know did because did she stab somebody or is that made up I think she did but I think the main thing was like after she did that she ran away from home and she just assumed that she was in trouble. Mm. So she didn't kill anybody? No. Mm-mm. Okay. And did I she think still she did was... hurt someone, but she ran away from home before even like fully getting a feel for the situation that she was in. 
Got you. Okay, that makes sense. So hers was more like based on not a misunderstanding. Like she obviously stabbed somebody, but she didn't uh like she didn't murder anybody. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay, got you. Okay, cool. But um no, but back to what we were saying, I feel like this is his most linear film in a good way. Like this is this might be the film that someone who's not into like the the type of anime film where they're trying oh, to distort sorry. reality. Real quick, so Miyuki stabbed her father. That's what ah, okay. Her father was still alive. Remember he showed up? So yeah. Okay. Okay, got you. So she stabbed her dad and he was the police officer, right? Yeah, the one at the end. Got you. Okay. See, it all comes together nicely with a little bow on it. <laughs> Something that's not like his other films. Um, his other films are very open-ended, like where there's no right or like there's no real answer or resolution. But this is very much like, ha, here's the here's the answer for this. Here's the answer for this. Um, yeah, I feel like this is his most um, accessible movie. Let me say it that way. It's his most accessible film to where someone won't come in and be like, I got to put my thinking cap on, got to take notes, got to like, you can still yeah, watch yeah. it casually. What do you think? Do you think this is his most like accessible movie? I think so too. It was very easy to follow and understand, even if you didn't under like, even if you weren't able to see and l- kind of analyze the criticisms about the unhoused populations and their treatment and all the other stuff that was happening in the movie, you still got the gist of what was going on. It's not one of those movies where if you look away, you're just not going to understand what's happening, like in blue and like right. um, Perfect Blue or Paprika. So exactly. yeah, I feel like it's definitely his most accessible movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then what did you like about this movie? I thought it was just the comedy was pretty good. Like, usually his movies are very serious. So I really appreciated that this movie was funny. I felt like a family movie. Like, I could put this on for my, like, cousins and stuff and we can watch this together. This is definitely mm. something that I'll probably rewatch during Christmas time. Like, it gave me, like, a heartwarming feeling. Like, that's what I liked about the movie. Got you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I agree with you. I... A lot of the I've never really seen him like any of his films where he tackled comedy. So I was like not knowing what I was going to get. But I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, this is a comedy. What am I watching? <laughs> is this really Satoshi Khan? What's going on? Um, come through diversity like him just saying, I'm going to try anything. Um, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked the sort of how do I put it? It feels very grounded in reality, but it also has that level of like okay, this is a fun movie as well. Like it teeters yeah. that line really, really well. So I like the script. I think the writing was really good. Um, there were, um, what else did uh, I like? I loved the animation. This animation style is just so cool because you don't really see characters in anime drawn like this anymore. You just kind of see them, how do I put it? Like the, you know, the typical anime design yeah but, very exaggerated features giant eyes barely existent nose that kind of thing. yeah yeah and then but you never see like a unique art style like this we're also not and characters are not all like super skinny like that's random to say but like I was thinking of this I was like I've never seen so much different body representation on an anime before um like people of all sizes people like it they don't look like regular the anime. people yeah, yeah right right um that's why i say it's so seated in like realism um what did you not like or is there anything you didn't like or would you say this is like like anything to critique 
song? Was there anything I didn't like? I think I wish we would have saw what happened with Miyuki and her father. Like they just ended the movie right when she looked at him and it was like, and was like, oh, Papa. And he was like, Miyuki. And it just ended. I mean, the ending is a good ending, but I kind of wish they had like an after credit scene or something showing like she's back home with them or like what happened. Yeah, like same. Ambiguity. I don't like ambiguous endings like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that might have been his way of saying, well, I'm insinuating that everything's going to be okay, but I would have liked to see them like hug and make up, you know? Yeah. Um, and to like resolve that that misunderstanding. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't really think there's much to critique about this movie. It was really good. Like, it's, I don't think he's made a bad movie, but like this was, I didn't expect this one to be as easy to watch. Like, I yeah, was ready yeah. to be like, I was ready to be like, okay, let me suit up. Let me get my pen and notepad <laughs> out. Got to think of, right. This is the meaning of life and how it intertwines with existence and the future and space time. I was, I was ready for that. But then I just got it like a, a nice movie, you know? And of course there was some It's scenes. like the perfect length as well. Like an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. That's it. When I told you, like, I was like, Corey, this, I was like, this is only an hour and a half. That's crazy. I was expecting like two hours. <laughs> I'm expecting yeah. like the Odyssey type level stuff. Um, I kind of like how it's very different from his other films. It gives you like, he's showing his range. Um, and yeah, I don't really think have anything to critique really. Like the pacing was good. The characters were great. Like the script was good. Like I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I feel like this is definitely like, if you've never watched a Satoshi Khan film and you just want like an easy watching movie, I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah. What did you, uh, what's, what scene do you think sticks in your head the most? Like once you finished, you were like, oh wow, this scene. The scene of Hana going off. What's the guy in the group's name? Oh, Golderman. Um, oh, is it Gin? Jin? Let me see. I think it might be Gin or Jin. When he, yeah. so remember, okay. So uh, background for like the scene in the context, also spoilers. So a bit before what I'm about to talk about, um, Hana and Gin and Miyuki had like a heart to heart moment where Gin was kind of explaining why he is unhoused. And he said that his daughter was sick, right? His, he, <laughs> he said, okay, he was a pro cyclist, a semi pro cyclist, and his daughter fell ill and he didn't really have the money for her treatments. So he decided to get in cahoots with this guy and like uh what's it called when you give up on a oh, sports event like a get rich quick like gambling thing yeah like so people bet on these bike races and he he i can't remember the exact term there's a term for this like when somebody is betting on a match and like the person purposely fails so that people win money but that's what he did basically like he purposely lost the bike race so that the gamblers could make more money to get more money for his to treat his daughter i can't remember what exactly happened but he ended up not getting the money and his daughter ended up passing away and then soon after that his wife passed away and so then he basically said he fell into depression a depression and essentially led up to him becoming unhoused that's what he told hana and miyuki but then a little bit later in the story they take they're at the hospital he ends up running into his daughter who's supposed to be dead, but she's a nurse. And so he's talking to his daughter and his daughter is like, yeah, like, you know, you just left the home and you ran away. Like me and mom tried to look for you. It was hard for mom to run the shop by herself, the bike shop. 
And so Hana is sitting there listening to this. She's like, what do you mean run a bike shop? You told us that your family <laughs> died. And then they go, and then Hana basically goes off on him about this. And we find out that Gin lied. Like he, what actually happened and the reason why he's unhoused is that he had a gambling addiction and he racked up thousands and thousands and thousands, like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, dollars in debt. And he ran away from home because of that. Cause he didn't want to, uh, saddle his family with that debt and so that's why he's in house and he abandoned yeah. his wife and child who are still alive yeah. so that scene really stuck out to me because i was like dang like i really was sitting here believing what he said at first but this is the real reason like oh that's that's it's still sad either way but yeah yeah no that scene was crazy i was like ain't no way this man lied like and lied so casually too i mean i know people yeah. do that all the time but it was very much the way they made it seem like oh wow like he had the worst luck ever and then by the end of it you're like okay like and the fact that the daughter is so nice like she was just like yeah I'm getting married I, and maybe you can call me sometime and I'm like yeah wow she took that it was, so well she was like you know the old house is gone but like if you need anything like contact me if I was the daughter I'd have been pissed but I'd be know, like what? Movie, I'd be like what are you he-? like I would have been p- mad <laughs> yeah but i feel like this movie is really about like forgiveness and like the christmas spirit and like family and the holidays like <laughs> that's so true because like there's no there's no like even though they're like squabbles there's no fight to where you're like oh this is terrible like like those moments don't it still feels like it's crowded and like whimsy a bit yeah um, another moment that stood out to me is um when gin was getting beat up by those teenagers because i it's mm. not the first time i've heard something like that with like japanese teens or japanese individuals beating up homeless people like that's not that's the first crazy. time i've heard something about something like that in regards to asian countries so i was like mm. oh that that was like i was shocked when that happened because i didn't really know about that being a thing but i was just like oh, wow, it really makes you put into perspective, like, what can he do? He just got beat up by these teens. He can't go to the cops and say, persecute them, you know? Um, It's like, it shows you how, you know, society, like the metaphor of how society treats the unhoused. Um, Also, that scene that really sticks out in my head was the other homeless old man that came to his tent and said, will you let me have a drink of that before I die? And that scene kind of not tripped me up, but it was like, it felt so Christmassy. Like, you know how when a lot of Christmas tales, they'll be like, could you please give me this? Like, it'll be a person like give what trying to represent sharing on Christmas, you know? And they'll be like, it'll be like a test for the main character of like, will you share this with me? And like the person who, if they're kind, they will, if they won't, then they'll get like the Christmas curse or whatever, the Scrooge curse or whatever. And so that felt, that was when it really felt like, novel-esque or fairy tale-esque in a weird yeah. way because even though it was really sad but it was like oh wow this sort of um this feels very much like it could be in another christmas movie um does that make any sense no it makes it makes perfect sense and like once again highlights that this is really one of them feel good christmas movies like like yeah because i know exactly yeah. what you mean like it's like the what's that movie about the scrooge is, is it called uh, the scrooge is it ebenezer no. scrooge or is it the um oh what's it called ghost of christmas past no that's just the is that the play oh ghost of christmas present i think mm. that's what it is yeah that's what it really gave me like that sort of vibe of like 
oh, kind sir, can you please lend me this? And then it's like, and you also see that sort of community sense. I feel like this film is also about community because they get helped and they help others. You see the, the homeless individuals and the people down in their luck helping each other out more than those who are non home oh. non-housed yeah um, another thing that highlights that too is the doctor's response to when gin was mm. like we're homeless like we can't take care of this child like we need help and the doctor was like i'm not a realtor i'm a doctor and, and the irony like, of that is that's his soon-to-be son-in-law that's the crazy yeah. thing like really and it, i think that's the the dichotomy of it like this person who literally is about to be your family who is a doctor um they can't help they their first initial thing is like i'm not going to help you um because you're unhoused but the the three individuals who are homeless and all these other people who are unhoused are like willing to drop everything to help somebody else and it's like what it's so wild to see yeah and what makes it even wilder is that even though the doctor said that to him he never mentioned it to his daughter at all he didn't bring mm, it up that's a good all. point he never said oh he's a he's an he's a terrible guy he didn't offer to help us he seems like a nice guy he literally said that Mm. you know what that's crazy i think it's about the sort of like empathy like when you're at the bottom of what of society it's like you have nothing to lose in that sense so like whatever you have you're willing to share um and so i think when you have a lot that's when the greed and the sort of like wanting to yeah Yeah. and you become desensitized to the world around you um And I also think it's so fascinating. This I don't know if you caught this or if like you thought about this as much as like I ruminated on it. When the when the okay, spoilers again. The lady who we they we are sort of the plot is sort of saying this is um what's her name? The little bur- the little girl. Um the baby. Kyoko? Kyoko, something like that. Kyoko? Is it Kyoko? I think it Let is. Let me double check. Let me double check. Kyoko Tokyo Godfathers. Yes. I think Kyoko. Kyoko. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. The little baby Kyoko, the plot tells us that they're trying to search for this mother because this is the picture they're going off of. They find her, but she's about to commit suicide. And so they're trying to simultaneously give her back the baby that they think is hers, plus convince her to live. And I think I thought it was so ironic that the, the unhoused individuals who have literally less than her, who have less monetary things are trying to convince her to live and beyond that it was really fascinating how none of the unhoused individuals ever were like i'm gonna end it all now like they were trying to cling hold on to their life as much as they could but with other folks you see like with the like the mom the the fake mom specifically you see like how she's so quick to be like i can't keep going and i'm not trying to say everybody that that all how home and I'm trying not trying to make the comparison that like if you the more you have like only certain type of people can be have mental illness or want to um want to unalive themselves I'm talking about like they the film never shows that any of the unhoused individuals are like like well let me just end it all right now and I think that's so maybe that was intentional does that make any sense Um, no no it makes perfect sense because I don't know how to say it in any other way, but I was thinking like, because they could have said, um, again, he could have just like been like, okay, I'm burdening my family. Let me just end it here. You know, even the old man, the old man could have just been like, well, I'm dying anyway, who cares? But like, they just showed them sort of like wanting to enjoy pieces of their life, even though they don't 
like trying to search for happiness in places where they couldn't find it. Whereas like, and I think that's important to show that like they are, they have human, they're not just some unseen population of people that we want to just say, you smell bad. Let me walk over you. Like they actually have desire. They're, they're humans just like the rest of us and they shouldn't strip them away of their humanity. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? (laughs) No, it makes perfect sense. And that's what I thought the movie was about too. Like it just, it it humanized unhoused people. Cause a lot of people look at unhoused people and just all they're the reason why they are in houses because they're lazy and blah 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 and they're like no there are like a variety of reasons why someone becomes unhoused and it takes a long time to get to that point and many people the reason why they changed it to unhoused instead of homelessness is because it's like a long process to become unhoused and it usually yeah. starts with people when they lose their home they start standing in a, staying in one of those um hotel or motels for a couple of weeks when they can't afford that they start staying in their car when they can't afford to stay in their car, they start couch surfing. Then it goes from couch tur- surfing to eventually ending up on the streets. So, yeah, like there are a variety yeah. of reasons why people become unhoused. And these people have feelings and desires as well, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Those I just thought it was so interesting. Um, also, let's see. Let's see. Oh, back to the questions. Um, what would you would you recommend this movie to others? Oh, yeah. I think this is one of those movies that when I have my cousins staying over at my apartment again, I'm going to show them this movie and, like, force them to watch it. Like, look at this and want <laughs> <Yes. something. laughs> Empathy. Right. <laughs> exactly. And um, what would you rate this movie out of 10? I gave it a 10 on my Annie list. Oh, nice. I like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I would give it, like, a 9.5 or 10 as well. Like, I really like this movie. Um, I feel like it's um kind of sad you don't see as many anime films like this that are made with such like empathy um I feel like this was definitely a needle in a haystack of like this time period especially like the early 2000s in anime film when everyone was in their cyberpunk bag and oh Ghost in the Shell stuff like that Yeah. yeah yeah so I feel like this is definitely I'd recommend this to everybody um, if you have not seen this, it is not on any streaming services, I don't think, but because it's not on Crunchyroll, I don't believe. Yeah, um, if you if you know your way around the internet though, and you know how to Google search, it's very easy <laughs> to find. Also, if you want to watch, I watched it uh, dubbed. The sub is good. Oh, but you I did. Was just watching it dubbed. Um, it sounded oh. good in dub. I just watched it dubbed because I was cleaning up. Um, yeah. So I was looking away at some moments, but it's on YouTube as well for free, like subbed completely. You look it up. Oh, nice. How was the dub? Because I watched it subbed. It was actually really good. The boys acting was very good. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So that is um, us talking about Tokyo Godfathers. We recommend that everybody watch it. Um, Tell us, let us know what you thought about it. Um, Yeah. Um, For us next time, should we do a gaming episode or another anime episode? episode what do you think we could do a gaming update um i'm assuming that you're still or you've been close to finishing mass effect 3 i have i but it's just so much and i don't want it to end (laughs) i don't want it to end even though i'm gonna replay it again i could definitely talk about the ending when i get there but i'm not quite there yet but um what else could we you could talk about final fantasy um 16 or you said trigun remake if you want to. yeah either that because i probably will I'm probably closer to finishing the Trigun remake than I am to finishing Final Fantasy 16, so I probably will talk about Trigun. 
Got you. And also, like, if there's any other anime films that y'all think we should watch, please let us know because the movies are definitely easier. We don't have to, like, go through, like, 10, 15, 20 episodes. We can just watch it once and, you know, yeah, uh, watch it once or twice. True. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll think about what we want to do next. But thank you so much. Until next time, I am Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.